You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's Razorback podcast is brought to you by Built Go. Not Built Bar, Built Go. Built Go is something you've heard us discuss many times, but you keep saying, okay, well, what is it, though? You just keep saying that it helps you break through the wall. What does that mean? Well, either mental or physical, you all hit that wall. We all hit that wall, especially when we get later into the week. It's great. It's Friday, but you know that feeling that you hit, and when you guys got to break through it somehow, and that is what Built Go is all about. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's much better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And they also have three delicious flavors of peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. I have them myself, and folks, they are fantastic. They work so well, so you have to try it out. And the best thing about it is here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, if you visit BuiltGo.com and you use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right, folks. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCKED. For 20% off at BuiltGo.com, break through that wall, get it done. Next week, you won't have to worry about falling short. You're always going to be able to break through that wall when you have something like BuiltGo. So check it out. Again, BuiltGo.com, promo code LOCK for 20% off your next order. Let's go. All right. Now, we're coming to the end of the week. It's a bye week for Arkansas. And the great thing about it is that you can kind of kick back and relax. Enjoy football games just like I know many of us, myself included, are going to do this weekend as well. And what was great about it is that we had a chance to catch up with Peter Burns of the SEC Network on my show to talk to him a little bit about the Razorbacks. And man, oh man, was he really feeling good about them. And he is on the bandwagon for sure. And we want to play that replay, that interview back for you so that you can understand exactly where he's coming from. And, you know, if this doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. So without further ado, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and welcome in Peter Burns of the SEC Network. Appreciate you joining us, Pete. How you doing? I just appreciate you guys letting Kendrick Lamar bump back from a commercial break and not just doing like five seconds. Like the <laughs> fact that I got a, a good, a good healthy dose of Kendrick on a Thursday. That's a, that's a, that's a damn good day to be alive. my friend. Yeah, man. We uh, will use it as your walk-up song. We got to let the whole thing play go. out. So uh, yeah, we, we appreciate that as well. And man, it's so good to have, of course, football going on right now, but here we are uh, after four games of this sec season and there's a lot of storylines, but I want to start, of course, with the Razorbacks. And it certainly seems like they've been talk of the town in this major turnaround by Sam Pittman. Man, what do you make of the Razorbacks right now after the four games that they've had? Man, I, I love it. And, and there's certain programs we talked about that are just special in college football is, is good, right? And, like, and, and I go back and look at FSU being one of those programs and Tennessee to a certain extent. Like college football feels different when they had it rolling. And even – you know, I, I look at that as Arkansas. You know, obviously the, the historical references going back to the 60s, 70s Arkansas football. But just lately, I remember when we first joined the SEC network, and I vividly remember nobody wanted to go up and go play in Arkansas in Fayetteville like in November because those teams were rolling. And I remember how much fun that was. And they kind of, you know, it felt like it lost its way over the last, you know, two or three years. And to see that, to see that there's fear when playing the Razorbacks on your schedule now, um, I, I think it's pretty damn cool. And, and a credit to what Pittman has done 
when, you know, everyone has been complaining across the country, well, we don't have spring football, we don't have this, and we don't have that. Well, they didn't take that excuse. They just said, who cares? <laughs> All right, uh, we're just going to go out there and play some good football, and, and, and frankly, they should be 3-1 and one right now. Well, Peter, you made a reference to 2020 and said one of the most 2020 things is the fact that you're actually bummed to not see Arkansas football this weekend. So uh, just expand upon that. It's brutal, man. I mean, again, we, we like we love these storylines. And while everybody's getting punched drunk on Arkansas, you know, and Ole Miss and Ole Lane Kiffin's back or Mike Leach in week one, I'm like, no, like, like, why are we giving credit to teams that do a little bit okay, you know, and, and they have some flash as opposed to a team that's really, you know, starting to fire on all cylinders, even though I don't think that they have as much talent right now as they'd like to have. And that's what Sam Pittman and Kendall Bryles and especially Barry Odom. I mean, you know, again, I, I, I kept talking to coordinators over the last, what, probably three or four months during this pandemic. And every single one of them, you know, or a lot of them, were not making excuses, guys, but saying, man, it's going to be tough. You know, I don't have my hands on these guys. I didn't recruit some of these guys. And, and I'm thinking, all right, I, that's fair. Well, I didn't hear that from Barry Odom. In fact, you know, I think Odom having the chip on his shoulder wanted to say, all right, you guys don't think I can coach? Watch this. And now he's just bullying people around. Um, and a lot of it is team, and it's a lot of identifying the right players. And that's the fun storyline to watch, not, you know, coaches tweeting and, and you know, giving up 9,000 points a game. Yeah, and I think that that's the craziest thing about it for Arkansas is that before the season started, we were doing the show and doing our predictions and previews and all that. And we all thought that it was going to be the offense that was really going to be the strong suit because you had Felipe Franks coming in as an experienced SEC guy. You had the wide receivers and Rakeem Boyd. Like, you had a lot of pieces, but the defense was a complete and total unknown where there really wasn't any stars there. And now it's all reversed, and you brought up Barry Odom. It's amazing what he's been able to do with these guys, especially a lot of guys that most teams probably would have passed on in recruiting. Yeah, and I think that's the one deal. Listen, you don't, you don't even – you don't get into an SEC roster or you don't get on, on campus unless you have some talent at some point, right? So then it comes down to, all right, if you're going to recruit really well, that's one thing, but can you develop players, right? And I think that's, you know, with Hudson Clark, you know, you see all these players, like can you put these guys in a position to succeed and showcase that talent? A lot of guys don't. Hell, there's a lot of guys in our conference and coaches and coordinators in our conference that get five stars. They can't put those guys in the right spot. And, and I go back and look at what Barry Odo have done, even what Kendall Bryles has done, top to bottom, of maybe not putting the most talented roster out there, but what it is is they're playing to their strengths. And that is, that is something, when I talked to Gene Chizik on Saturdays, he goes, you know, everybody wants to get caught up on these recruiting rankings. It doesn't matter jack squat unless you got the guys with the right attributes and, the, and playing the right positions in, in uh, every single game. And that's what and that's what Arkansas football's been doing so far, and that's why honestly I am upset. I mean, I wanted to see this continue to roll with this momentum, and it's it's things that they got a bye week. <laughs> is, is there any? Uh, are there any other teams? Because there are other teams that have buys. Anybody else you're missing this weekend? Not as much as Arkansas. I'll tell you that. I mean, again, I, I think if I as an LSU guy, I, I kind of almost wish LSU would have a couple more buys <laughs> just to kind of get ready with this defense. I mean. You know, Miles Brennan likely not going to be able to play this weekend, so they're going to have to roll out a true freshman against South Carolina. Um, and, and that's a team that, with Mike Bobo, they're starting to kind of round into shape a little bit more, too. And, 
Uh, I think the kid's Jacob Brooks, if I'm not mistaken, um, as you hear my dog barking in the background. <laughs> nah, he just wants um, to speak also. They, they, got their, they got a talented wide receiver that just got um, deemed eligible, and they needed somebody on the other side of Shai Smith, so who's been a breakout star. So I, I think that LSU-South Carolina game is going to be a lot closer than people are going to give it credit for. Well, speaking of the SEC, there's been a lot of great storylines. We know Bama's Bama, and Georgia's also been a really good team. But when you're looking at just the SEC in general, what would you say is the biggest storyline in the first few games of the SEC, or at least the most surprising thing in the SEC right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess to me, outside of Arkansas being the pleasant surprise, I mean, I I, I really wish that Kentucky wouldn't have shot themselves in the foot in, in the first week against Auburn because I think that was a very winnable game. And I think when it comes down to it, you're going to look at Kentucky in this kind of 10-game conference, you know, good versus good situation where what you're going to end up having is a team that I think, frankly, could have competed uh, especially now that we know that Georgia isn't on that upper echelon as far as offense. I mean, um, I think that's part of it. And I think also the pleasant surprise, too, is is how Florida's offense is just rolling. I mean, it's probably – it's not as good as Alabama, but it, it's darn close. The problem is, is, A, they can't stay healthy, and, B, they don't, they're not playing a whole heck of a lot of defense right now. So what's your pecking order so far? Is it Bama and everyone else, or do you put someone in with Bama, maybe Georgia, and then uh, where do you go from there? You know, it's funny. I think Georgia is the second best overall team of the uh, in the conference, but I don't think they have the best chance to beat Alabama. I mean, Styles make fights, and that's a perfect fight for Alabama to be in. That Georgia is not dynamic offensively, and they actually have more problems with an Ole Miss offense where they can spread them out and create some confusion, as opposed to Georgia, who 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 tries to play like Alabama in 2010, like. Like, Kirby has recruited an unbelievable football team if this was 2014 or 2013. The problem is, is football in 2020 has spread them out and score a bajillion points. And, and oddly enough, even though Georgia probably has the second-best team, it's probably the Florida Gators who have the best chance of, of dethroning, um, of, uh, dethroning uh, Alabama at this point just because of their offense, if they can figure out anything defensively. We'll continue our discussion with Peter Burns of the SEC Network here in just a second. But do you ever feel like you're always on? You know, like, like do you ever feel like you just need a moment to chill? Maybe you'd like to hit a reset button and get ready for what's next? Because everything these days are just go, go, go. And when you're all going, sometimes you just need to throw it back in neutral. Kick back and relax and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light because it is made to chill. Watching football is therapeutic to us all, and it's uninterrupted me time, and it's an excuse to chill and drink beer. And what's great is this weekend, even though the Razorbacks aren't playing, there's a ton of college football. The Big Ten's coming back. You're going to have some games there. And Coors Light wants you to know that all you fans out there, there's still plenty of football and plenty of sports to continue to watch and enjoy. So enjoy it by drinking a Coors Light, the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at GetCoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. No, Peter, something I think you brought up, and I thought it was really fascinating because we know in the SEC, people are very passionate in with their respective fan bases. But at this point in time, 
there doesn't just seem like a whole lot of SEC teams and fan bases that are happy with their current situation. Yeah. Like, Bama's happy, but I don't even think if they're happy. They're still saying we should have won by more points. But maybe A&M, we know Arkansas fans are ecstatic right now, but who's happy in this conference? Yeah, I mean, again, Alabama fans, believe it or not, yeah, they do complain a bunch, so that's just mostly the fun bomb listeners. So, you know, they're <laughs> they're happy right now. Arkansas, obviously. I think Ole Miss fans, just because simply they're just like, listen, this, this is a blow-away year. Let's just score a bajillion points and have Lane tweet about it. So I think that they're happy that, you know, there's they at least have a puncher's chance in every single game now. Um, and outside of that, I think A&M fans are happy. And, and the reason why they should be is they actually have a – fairly easy road to the college football playoffs. And the only reason why I say that is that if they're able to get by you guys here in, what, two weeks, you know, now they play a Tennessee team that's going to be beaten up. I, I still think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to think of who else they have on their on their roster. Mississippi State is on their schedule. Uh, uh, I think Ole Miss, I, I can't remember. They've got uh, – I'm, I'm all screwed up on the schedule right now. But A&M has a potential. They'll be favored in every single one of their games, including Alabama, I mean, Auburn, and probably LSU, that if they go 9-1 and one and their only loss is to Alabama in Tuscaloosa, that probably makes them a pretty darn good chance to get into the college football playoff, which would be exactly what Jimbo wanted in year three. So yeah. yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, the, the looking at the schedule for Texas A&M, yeah, it looks like it was, it was pretty winnable. But uh, the matchup itself to Texas A&M, for Arkansas, I know that uh, that's not till next week, but I was just going to ask you about that matchup and uh, yep. what do you make of that and Arkansas's chances going down to College Station and continuing this great hot streak they're on? Well, the good news is you're not going in front of 110,000 like you normally have at Kyle Field, so I think that that's a little bit of a help that there's no real true home field advantage for a lot of squads this year, so that's part of it. Um, and I think it's a, it's a pretty even matchup, and the reason why I say that is why I, I think Isaiah Spiller and this offensive line for for um, for A and M is really good, especially on the second level blocking that they have. But the linebacking play, the linebacker play right now for Arkansas has been a, a pleasant surprise for a lot of people. So um, again, I, I think that always seemed to be. Remember when that game was in Jerry World? It seemed like you just flip a coin, no matter what it was. It was going to be like forty-one to thirty-eight, and chaos was going to ensue. I think that's really the season for A&M right now is to get ready for it. And as long as you keep seeing some unbelievable calls, I think Kendall Bryles has put his guys in a position to make. Um, and Felipe not have that kind of mid-season issue that he had at Florida a couple of times. Um, I, I, I mean, why not be the spoiler, man? I mean, I, I, that's why I'm just so so head over heels in love with this Arkansas team right now. I'm legitimately wearing a yes sir shirt that has the state of Arkansas on it as I get ready to go to the gym. Like I'm 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 hooked on the Kool-Aid, man. So that speaks highly of Arkansas if you think that AM is in a position to possibly win the SEC West, but also you think Arkansas is a pretty even matchup with AM. So where does Arkansas fit in the overall pecking order and uh going into the game and maybe assuming that they win the game where do you see Arkansas going from there? Gosh, I mean, you know, that, 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 in a weird way, that's when you're almost like, my goodness. You know, because I think a lot of Arkansas fans looked at the Auburn game, and like I did, and said, listen, we know who won that game, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, you're not, probably not going to win eight, nine games. I mean, no one really would have thought that. Uh, but then all of a sudden, if you do win that A&M game, you're like, golly, man, that Auburn game really, you know, that, that weird ruling at the end really kind of hosed us. But, 
Um, you know, ultimately, if you would have told me before the season that, that Pittman and, and the Hogs would have gotten to five wins, I'd have been like, hell yeah, put it in the bank right now. I'm not so sure anymore. If you can't win, go ahead and win six games, and, and, and maybe even seven if things fall right. I just think that they're as sound of a football team than a lot of teams that have, quote-unquote, more talent on paper right now. And that's, that's just a credit to Pittman hiring the right people around his staff and, and not having an ego that got in the way, which I've seen in this conference before. We'll continue our discussion with Peter Burns of the SEC Network here in just a second. But first, this. Peter, we know that this year is definitely different with COVID and all that. It's different for all sports. But the thing about the SEC is we know it is the most competitive conference. And with that competitiveness, usually comes coaches' hot seats and people want to make changes and all that. But do you feel like maybe this year might be a pass for most of these coaches? Because we know financially with buyouts, it's it's pretty large. But could you see this year where no coaches have any sort of change in the offseason due to finances and also due to the fact that uh, this was a pretty unprecedented time. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, in this world of the COVID-19 and, and, and pandemic and athletic departments, you know, you know, really missing out on some revenue, as you pointed out, the idea of paying somebody $14, $15 million to not work is, is baffling to me. But I will say this, never underestimate unhappy boosters, right? <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, we know in the SEC there's a bunch of old money here and there in different places, and all of a sudden, you know, if you say, hey, listen, this, I, we can't afford it, if it's ever said by the athletic department somewhere going, we can't afford it, I guarantee you there's some booster just going, well, what if I can afford it? I mean, that's how A&M hired Jimbo Fisher, right? They weren't going to go make the moves, and then they got enough boosters behind it that says, hey, I got some gas and oil money. Uh, you just tell me what check we need to help write, and we can write it. And I think, you know, push comes to shove. I'd like to say there's, you know, all the 14 coaches are going to be back next year because of these circumstances. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case, man, because there's, you know, SEC football, it is impatient if you're not uh, if you're not bringing W's back to your program. How about Gus Malzahn? He seems like a guy whose name get, gets mentioned every year as far as being on the hot seat. And Auburn hasn't been the best so far this year. And if it continues there, is that one that you could see possibly happening? Well, again, I, I figure like if, as soon as you put Gus on a hot seat, that might be the best thing that ever happens to him because it seems like every year that he's a little bit comfortable going into the year, they they kind of just you know they stumble a little bit. So maybe that's what Gus needs is some rumors that could be going out there because it seems like every time his back's up against the wall, that's when he says, "All right, hell, I'm going to do it my way." And um, I, I'm really intrigued, though. I mean, obviously Chad Morris is up there in in, in Fayetteville. I'm just shocked that they're not they're not using more motion and and Gus and and Chad Morris aren't really kind of combining minds as far as what the offense should look like. There's there's no reason why Bo Nix should not be utilizing his legs more because I know that that's what normally happens in a Gus Miles on offense, but it doesn't seem like Chad Morris is really taking advantage of that right now, um, and that's that's frankly disappointing because I think there is some talent there down in Auburn. Well, and I don't think it's, if you ask Razorback fans, it's probably not too surprising of uh, why Auburn's struggling there offensively. And that's really where it's like going back to Arkansas. It's just, you talk about the turnaround and it's all great, but, it, you know, we're talking about where Chad Morris was at Arkansas and after the Western Kentucky game, when uh, which ultimately led to his firing, he was saying that, hey, this wasn't an overnight turnaround. But yet you've seen Sam Pittman with, uh, I know it was a roster that he didn't recruit for the most part, but come in 
and be able to handle this. I mean, have you ever seen any sort of turnaround this quickly in college football or at least one that you could compare it to? Not really, just simply because here in the SEC, traditionally you're you're talking about such an extensive fall-off in recruiting, and I think that was part of the deal that you saw. I mean, again, it, it was tough, and I think Coach Pittman even said that, like, you know, the days of turning on Arkansas football and being embarrassed are, are over, right? I thought that was a strong statement, and I think there was a certain pride level that I think normally takes programs one or two years to kind of start, at least two years to kind of start doing that. That's why I think it's so incredible what Sam Pittman is doing. It's not so much it's year one, but it's it's really truly year zero. No spring games, you know, no spring practices. You're getting to know your guys via Zoom uh, for the most part. And for those guys to be out there and, and, and really have success and be flexible when, when a lot of programs aren't, I think just speaks to the, the, the coaching staff that he's put together. And, you know, no matter how many good recruits you have, if you don't have put them in the right places, it doesn't mean anything. Ask LSU about that right now. All right, Pete, real quick before I let you get out of here, man, I got to ask this, since Arkansas is a bye week, you never have a bye week. We know that. You're always working, man. But if uh, if you did have a bye week and your team wasn't playing, what do you do? Do you just sit back and watch other games? Do you travel? Do you play golf? What what, what goes on there, man? I'm drinking. At that point, I'm drinking so much Crown Royal and so much alcohol because <laughs> I never get a chance to now. Like on Friday nights, I can't because I got to work on Saturdays and I've got my ESPN radio show on Sunday mornings. So I can't really do that. So yeah, it would probably be like eleven hundred cocktails, play some golf, and um, and other than that, that's hey man, I I just I gotta be honest with you, I'm just happy we're watching college football. Like I know everybody you know sits there and complains, oh this team's not doing this and that. I'm like it's a whole hell of a lot better than not having any football to watch. So I'm uh I'm blessed to do it, and it's uh it's it, it, it's fun as hell to say the least. Absolutely. Well, Pat, uh, Peter, we appreciate it. We actually had Pat Bradley on earlier, so it was a battle of the PBs today here on our show. Uh, but uh, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, he had nothing but kind words to say about you, of course, Pete. Uh, I have no kind words to say about Pat Bradley. <laughs> he is my arch enemy, uh, and I can't wait to see him this uh, basketball season. <laughs> that goes along with what we're doing today is Trash Talk Thursday, so there it is. Yeah, there's your trash talk for uh, over at Pat Bradley. Well, Pete, we appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy college football, buddy. We'll be catching up with you, all right? <laughs> all right. Later, boys. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 